Hey, welcome to Simone Shea. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu. Hi. Hi. We're ready to talk to you about cocaine. Cocaine, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We know you've all been waiting for this one. Here it is. Um. Okay, let's just do the way we do it when we do an episode where we have a lot of information. We start in the Wayback Machine. Yeah, there's a lot to go back to. This is an old drug. It is OG. Um, okay, so first of all, very important. Cocaine is naturally occurring in the coca plant, which yes. is not the cacao plant. No, that's chocolate. Yeah. The cacao and there- chocolate go together right yes when i was a kid i thought it was the same plant i was like oh no i was all you do it up one way you get chocolate you do it up the other way (laughs) cocaine wow that that would be pretty fun well and yeah and when people would say oh coca-cola used to have cocaine in it i was like it tasted like chocolate like how did they get the flavor out (laughs) these were kid questions yeah but we're gonna answer them totally let your kids listen um god please don't do that yeah please don't well Uh, whatever like we've performed as female trouble in front of children we can do some oj it's one of my life's regrets sydney i you know it's one of those things maybe i wouldn't have done it if i could go back yeah i might have said you know what not this show guys if if let me put my shirt on (laughs) if we were to be on tour as Simone Shea, and now we're adult women in our 30s, and we stepped out on stage and the audience was full of children, we'd probably not do it. Yeah, we know. But, you know. It and, was a benefit show, and it was benefiting people. It, well, it did. They got money or something, and their they kids did. danced. Um. Anyways. So cocaine. Coca plant. Coca plant. It's okay. naturally occurring in the coca plant, which is native to Western South America. Ooh. Uh, The psychoactive alkaloid cocaine makes up 0.25 to 0.77% of the leaf. So less than 1%. -hmm. It's not very concentrated. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been used by Peruvians since ancient times. Yeah. Uh, Native people use it as a stimulant like coffee. And um, coca leaves have been found buried with Peruvian mummies. And ancient pottery depicts humans with uh, bulges in their cheeks, mm-hmm. which is thought to be uh, the coca leaves. Um, and then this is where this is where we get mad. I'm I'm already mad. Oh really? Why? Well, cause like fucking Europeans, right? Oh, because so, they come. They came in. Yeah, we're in the 1500s, people. Thank you. And here they come. Here they come. The Spanish came to South America, and they didn't believe the native claims that the coca plant gave them energy and strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and they declared chewing it to be the work of the devil. Um, but then when the Spanish discovered that the claims were true, they legalized it and began to tax it 10%. Yes. Um, and I have a quote from 1569 uh, from a Spanish botanist named oh, okay. Nicholas Monardes. Oh, what did Nicholas say? Uh, He's speaking of the natives, Mm -hmm. and he says, When they wished to make themselves drunk and out of judgment, they chewed a mixture of tobacco and coca leaves, which make them as they were out of their witties. Oh, that's so much more eloquent than what I said. What'd you say? Uh, They would mix, uh, they would chew a mixture of tobacco and coca leaves to get fucked up. But I like out of their witties. Out of their witties. When I get out of my witties, I whip out my titties. Oh, oh shit. shit. No. I like that. Yeah, That's fun. fun. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get that tattooed somewhere. That'll be another embroidery. Yeah. And, you know, when I'm out of my witties, I whip out my titties. It's right there in your living room wall. Right there. Just so people know what they're in for when they uh, <laughs> offer to buy you a drink. Yes. Um... So no one learned how to isolate the cocaine alkaloid until uh, various reports, but between 1855 and 1860. Yes. So up until that point, they're just chewing it. And that's totally. a, a real mild effect because mo- most of it is uh, like neutralized by stomach acid. Uh-huh. And cocaine causes vasoconstriction. So it's narrowing like its pathway to get into your system mm-hmm. if you're chewing it in your mouth because it's constricting those blood vessels. So... Mm-hmm. 
less of it's like permeating into your bloodstream. Yeah. People were digging it. I have this quote from 1609 from Padre Blas Valere. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, that guy. Uh, He said, cocoa protects the body from many ailments, and our doctors use it in powdered form to reduce the swelling of wounds, to strengthen broken bones, to expel cold from the body or prevent it from entering, and to cure rotten wounds or sores that are full of maggots. If it does so much for outward... Page flip. <laughs> Out for outward ailments, will not its singular virtue have even greater effect in the entrails of those who eat it? Ooh. So I just like I like to look at this as like, oh yeah, they were they were feeling it. They were onto something. They realized they're like, like, how can I get the most out of this? And maybe it didn't really help with the broken bones, but it made them uh, be like, woo, my leg doesn't hurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, it was in 1855 that, um, German chemist Friedrich Geidke. Sure. Sure. Why not? Um, he isolated the cocaine alkaloid. All right. So he probably was studying the plant to be like, what magical property is it that people have been using it for hundreds of years? Um, and Apparently, extraction is fairly easy. Uh, To get the cocaine from the plant, it requires a few solvents and a chemical process known as an acid-base extraction, which I only know what that was when I was looking into processing my own DMT out of grass. Oh, okay. Like, it looked very complicated, but, like, also brewing kombucha seems complicated until you do it, and then it's really easy and so apparently an acid base extraction is a really simple in terms of anyone who knows chemistry. Oh, okay. Um, and is that what they did? That's what, yeah, that's what it takes to get the cocaine out of the oh, coca leaves. Okay. So. Yeah, because I liked the story I read about, um, let's see, in 1856, it, another chemist, Friedrich Wohler. They're all named Friedrich? They're all Friedrichs. Okay. For a second, I was like, wait, is this the same guy? They're two different guys. Okay. Um, he asked Darl, 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 he asked Dr. Carl Scherzer, a scientist explorer, to bring him a large amount of coca leaves from South Africa. Because Carl was on a ship and he was going around town. And he's like, Friedrich's like, are you going to be in South America? And Carl's like, yeah, what you need? And he's like, I need those fucking coca leaves, but like a lot of them. <laughs> I was like, you got it, dude. So in 1959, uh-huh. some years later, Wooler receives his trunk full of coca leaves and he gives them to Albert Neiman, a PhD student at the University of Göttingen. Oh, okay. In Germany. Yeah. I'm fucking butchering. Go German. goats. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he developed an improved purification process. And in 1960, he received his PhD by, you know, making it even more refined. He got his PhD in refining cocaine? Yes. And he's the one who named it cocaine. It wasn't named cocaine until the 60s? Um, Until 1860. Oh, I was picturing 1960. Oh, no. This was happening... From 1856 okay. to 1860. Okay. I Now I understand because yeah. I found different years. So that makes um, sense. Because the first guy who isolated the alkaloid, uh-huh. he called it something else. He oh, didn't okay. call it cocaine. Oh. And then Neiman came around and purified the extraction. And he's the one who named it the alkaloid cocaine. Okay. And he said um, from coca from the plant and yeah. the suffix I-N-E. Okay. So, cocaine. And he, that he earned his PhD by doing that. Wow. Yeah. And um, he said it had a bitter taste, promotes the flow of saliva, and leaves a peculiar numbness followed by a sense of cold when applied to the tongue. Okay. So. That's true. Yeah. Early effects of cocaine. Yeah. So, there you go. Um, so, the medical uses of it is, it's because it does numb is it was used for numbing and to reduce bleeding. So it was great for nasal or dental surgery where you have a lot of mm-hmm. like mucous membranes because it not only numbs the area, but it um, 
constricts the blood vessels so you can do surgery without pain, without bleeding. Now we have different drugs for that that um, aren't as addictive as cocaine. But cocaine is – there is still cocaine legally grown and processed for medical reasons. Like it still does exist and in certain situations is used. Mm-hmm. Um and then Coca-Cola did use coca leaf extract in its products from 1885 to oh, 1905. Yeah. In the late 1800s, like everyone was adding cocaine out to their um, products. Because it gave like, people that zing? Yeah, like there was a wine called Mariani's uh-huh. wine and it had a mixture of cocaine in it. It was sold in like powder forms or tablets and they even had some stores had little packages that sold it in a vial and and a little needle for you to inject yourself stop it yeah and it was like in burnett's uh cocaine for the hair oh your hair grow nice and strong i bet that didn't work probably not i mean most hair growth products are vasodilators because it brings more blood and therefore oxygen and nutrients to the area so, like, that's basically what Rogaine is. It's why the side effect can be headaches because it can cause, like, too much blood to come oh, to the area. Okay. So, I, I reckon cocaine probably yeah. did here's, the opposite. Here's what they say it's for. Um, cures dandruff, soothes all irritation of the scalp, makes the hair grow, and gives a beautiful luster. Ooh, ah, la, la. Yeah. So, probably not, though, for real. Um, And then did you read what Sigmund Freud wrote about No. Okay. In his work, Uber Coca, he wrote, Exhilaration and lasting euphoria, which in no way differs from the normal euphoria of a healthy person. You perceive an increase of self-control and possess more vitality and capacity for work. In other words, you are simply normal. And it is soon hard to believe you are under the influence of any drug. Long, intensive physical work is performed without any fatigue. This result is enjoyed without any of the unpleasant after effects that follow exhilaration brought about by alcoholic beverages. No craving for the further use of cocaine appears after the first or even after repeated taking of the drug. Wow. Well, he was wrong about that. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking probably didn't notice because you kept taking it yeah if you keep taking it you won't notice that uh because it's a very well i mean we'll get into it but it is a highly addictive drug yeah Um, this was the late 1800s and people were just having a ball with it they had just discovered it yeah it was becoming used as surgical anesthetics all the time so people are loving it they're like give it to the people yeah let them use it. Whatever gets you through the day. Yeah. Cocaine. Cocaine. Um, well, do you have any more historical facts before no, I move was... into cocaine today? Um, just that it was also used in um, cigarettes and soft drinks. Oh, yeah. I forgot that they would put it. I guess when you smoke it, it does kind of get it. it it's not very effective. It uh, chemically, it like burns it up. So it's just like a hint. Yeah, it's a whisper. It gives like a numbing effect to the mouth. Yeah, um, but it doesn't get into your system that no. much. And um, then I guess with the wine um, and with the soft drinks, they had like recommended doses for children because it was yeah. common to give it to kids too to like soothe toothaches or just kind of like chill them out. Which is actually probably fine because, uh, because cocaine isn't very um, easily – like it's not um, – what do you what do you call it? It's not um, it's not very effective when you take it orally. Mm. So it's not like oh my god, we were giving children cocaine. It's like oh no, when you uh, ingest it that way, it's not yeah very effective. Now if you're having your kids snort it, that would be a different It'd story, be a hugely different story. So yeah, well, onward to modern times. Modern times. Uh, so globally, cocaine is the second most popular drug after cannabis. Um, and about 100 to 500 billion U.S. dollars is made annually off cocaine. So it's big illegal business. That's why the cartels are so strong. Um, it's mostly, most cocaine is used in North America. Um, second most is Europe and third is South America. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're winning buddies. So, uh. 
Oh, go. yeah. And I think I read something that like Americans became very addicted to cocaine very quickly mm-hmm. from introduction to it. We just took to it. Like, it was, ooh, give me that candy. Well, I mean, if you think about the American myth of like individualism and pull yourself up by your bootstraps, it very much aligns with the way cocaine makes you feel. Because cocaine makes you feel euphoric and you can do anything mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's a narcissist dream. But I feel like um, if you are buying into that American myth of individualism, like cocaine's a great drug to help you um, not accomplish anything. <laughs> so, yes. uh, and it is popular here uh, in a survey of people who graduated in 1979, 48% of them have used cocaine at least once in their life. So half of people have tried it. Uh, yeah. At least those who were 18 in 1979, which seems like prime. Um, so the way cocaine makes you feel, I made a list. Oh, okay. Euphoria. Uh-huh. Increased feelings of competence. Increased feelings of sexuality. Oh. And then I wrote increased feelings of sexual competency. Oh, what? I really know what I'm doing down here. I'm going to bring the ruckus on that pussy. Uh, Bet you didn't know, but I know how to fuck. (laughs) I know how to fuck better than anyone. I'm the greatest. Uh, I'm the Muhammad Ali of pussy. I fuck big time. (laughs) Um, Rapid heart rate, sweating, large pupils, high blood pressure, increased body temperature, loss of contact with reality, agitation, and intense happiness. And those are like the normal side effects, not the like risks. Yes. Um, That's just what ha- what's happening. You like do it a couple times. When you do it normally. Casual. Yeah. Uh, the risks are stroke. Oh, shit. Myocardial infarction, a.k.a. heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, blood infections from intravenous use. Sudden cardiac death. Yep. Anxiety. Paranoia delusions hallucinations restlessness tremors convulsion Ooh, now we're getting to the dark side of cocaine yeah. it's not all fun and games um so it's addictive after a short period of time mm-hmm. um just due to the effect on the brain's reward pathways because what happens is and I'm not going to explain this very well because unless someone wants to pay my fucking tuition, I haven't taken a class on neuropsychology. Um, but uh, if there's any daddies out there who want to pay for a little baby to go to graduate school, <laughs> oh, goo goo gaga. Uh, I'll even go to an in state school just to save you money. But, anyways. <clears throat> <laughs> Just supposing. Mm, Sydney um, needs her education. Oh, Daddy, I just want to go to school. <laughs> oh, I'll let you drive me to school, Daddy. And he's dropping let- <laughs> dropping a 34-year-old woman off at a university. Daddy, did you pack my lunch? <laughs> did you put a juice box in there, Daddy? Mm, I just want a PB&J and a wine cooler, Daddy. <laughs> A Jamaican me happy flavor. Is that a flavor of wine cooler? Yeah. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. That's all I want. (laughs) That's all I want. So, you know, if you're out there, DM us on uh, Instagram or email samojipodcast at gmail.com. That or a Bahama Breeze. Yeah. I mean, I'll take any of it except for, I mean, I don't drink anymore in the calories, right? If I start drinking again. sugary, the wine coolers. They're delicious, but sugar. Yeah, I can't. Like, I wouldn't have... A, if I drank wine coolers, I wouldn't have the body to get a daddy to buy me wine coolers. That, so that. it's fucking... Yeah. Um, I like the vodka cranberries. Oh. That's, what, that's my drink. I like the canned martinis because Ooh. it really is just vodka in a can. Yes. Um, but so fancy. But so fancy. Uh, anyways. Um, okay, so cocaine inhibits the reuptake of serotonin, norepinephrine, and dopamine which are all of your feel-good chemicals. Mm -hmm. It's working on all of them. Like most of the drugs we cover, they work on one single Mm. neurotransmitter. But this is like all your feel-good brain chemicals. It's inhibiting the reuptake of them, 
which causes increased concentrations of these neurotransmitters transmitters in the brain. Mm -hmm. So you just have an overload of all your feel-good chemicals. But like the way most of these drugs work that like inhibit the reuptake of those drugs is then you end up decreasing the sensors to feel them so your brain isn't overloaded. So then when you go back to being not on the drug, you don't have enough sensors to feel the feel-good chemicals and then you're fucking depressed. Yeah. Um, Do they ever come back? They can regenerate, but it takes a lot of time. I mean, I know with heroin, it's about two years Mm -hmm. to like regenerate some of those um, dopamine receptors. But it is possible. It is possible. And like also given the choice between dying and destroying your life and hurting a bunch of other people or just feeling sad all the time forever like you have to make a fucking choice right like I mean that's just my thing as someone with mental illness where it's like okay like I could I could fucking die from an eating disorder um and make a lot of people fucking sad and ruin my life or I can deal with just feeling kind of fat and sad about it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Like, make your fucking decision. Like you don't Choices. get Yeah, you don't get perfection out of life. Like I love all the memes and shit on Tumblr out there right now from young people that are like drink water, get good sleep, exercise, take your fucking meds. And yes. it's like made in this like very direct way where it's like listen up, bitch. You need to take care of yourself because it's important not just for you or other people. So, like, right. whatever it does to keep you from dying, just fucking do that shit. It yeah. doesn't matter if you, like, want to or not. But drink water, get some sleep, take your meds, exercise. Yes. Well, and everyone's always going to have something in their life that they're not happy with or they wish was different. But it's like, life is anything but perfect so. yeah like guess what you have fucking diabetes you don't get to eat cake on your birthday that fucking sucks but you know what else fucking sucks is making everyone in your life push you on around in a wheelchair because you've lost your limbs because i've known people like that Oof, yeah. like distant family members where it's like you just couldn't change and been like everyone gets to eat dessert but me that's fine no, you kept eating dessert and now everyone is fucking pushing you out around in a wheelchair because you don't have legs. Yeah. And it's like just fucking self-care and not self-care totally. in the treat yourself way, but self-care in like creating a life that you don't feel the need to try to escape from. Yeah. Um, anyways. Practical things, you know. Yeah. Drink water. Like we said, take showers, take showers, exercise, spend some time outside, eat fruit and vegetables. Yeah. Like switch it up yeah tell people you love them hug people because it releases oxytocin like yeah let's just fucking do this shit people you know what you shouldn't do like start depending on cocaine to make you feel happy no because it's a vicious cycle like some people get into it for fun or whatever the fuck but i a lot of people that i've you know i've witnessed in the past they start doing it just for like a good time and then before you know it like every time you see them they're coked out of their minds and you're like, bro, what are you doing? And they're just yeah. like, Ugh, I, just, I just need to get shit done. Yeah, they, because like, they don't know how to get shit done without it. Yeah. And so because without it, like it's addictive in such a short period of time. And then what happens is when you don't take it, you're really tired. You're really depressed because mm-hmm. you're dependent on this thing. So it's like, oh, I'm moving. I need to do some cocaine to get the energy to pack up my house or like, oh, I'm working a double shift. I need to do it to get through my shift. Like it just becomes something you need in order to get anything done because you're so addicted to it. Without it, you are incapable. And yeah. like, I'm not okay with that. No, it's bad. Um, I've just, I'm in the service industries, which there's a lot of cocaine use in the service mm-hmm. industry. It is a joke for a reason. And um, so I've seen it like ruin the lives of people that I love and i know that in the valley where we live at certain restaurants there are dealers who have an arrangement with servers that the servers leave money in the tailpipe of their car when they go into work and the dealers come to the parking lots of the restaurants and take the money and leave cocaine and i'm like it's just like 
anyways it's not great i don't no. love it yeah um, it's just a problem it's an issue it is it's an- a it's a problem across america yeah cocaine related deaths are on the rise in the past decade mm-hmm. they were pretty stable for about 30 years and they uh have been showing a rapid increase um so that sucks mm-hmm. um also when you buy drugs on the street not always pure right um and yeah, they're you all- never know what you're gonna get yeah, they're often mixed with uh, local anesthetics, cornstarch, quinine, which is a malaria drug. Also, we should do a, uh, an episode about it because quinine is very interesting. Okay. It's a root bark. Oh. And the the reason people started drinking gin and tonic was because people were drinking tonic water with quinine um, to get the uh, uh, anti-malaria qualities but uh quinine so bitter they were adding gin to make it taste better so that's how gin and tonics came about it's a very interesting it's an interesting uh, root that (laughs) i like to read about Uh um also cocaine can be mixed with sugar and like any of these can cause additional toxicity yes it's dangerous people it's it's not fun um so you want to know how to use it now that we've told you never to use it i mean if i must I should be aware, I assume. Okay. Um, so it can be snorted as a powder. Yep. Smokable rocks. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, it can be chewed, which we talked about the indigenous people. And it can be injected. Mm-hmm. Um, chewing is inefficient means of consumption because... Uh, it's hydrolyzed and rendered inactive in the stomach mm-hmm. unless it's consumed with a highly alkaline substance, which I guess people would chew it with lime. Not like the fruit lime, but lime. Lime like that you pour on concrete or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where the fuck you get that or how you get that. to chew. Like when I pictured chewing it with a lime, it made sense. But then when I yeah. read further, I, I didn't fully You're understand. You're like, oh, lime. Yeah. I'm like, where do you fucking get that shit? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, um, so there's nasal insufflation, mm-hmm. AKA snorting, mm-hmm. sniffing, blowing. Mm-hmm. And this quartz in a, ab- Jesus fucking Christ. It coats mm. and absorbs oh, okay, yes. into the nasal passages uh-huh. when you consume cocaine via nasal insufflation. <laughs> Um, this has a five minute, <laughs> when you snort it, uh-huh. it, it has a five minute kickoff. So it takes about oh, okay. five minutes to, I think people like you snort it and they go, woo, but that's just cause it's such a thrill. Yeah. Um, but so it takes five minutes to kick off. And when you snort it, it has the longest duration of effects. Oh. Um, it'll fuck up your nose because, um, con- it constricts the blood vessels. So no oxygen and nutrients are getting to the tissues in the area of your nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it fucks up, uh, your nose, nosebleeds and irritation, uh, or damage to the mucous membrane aren't caused by, uh, cocaine. It, you know, when you see people in movies, they do cocaine and they get a nosebleed. Yeah. That's actually not caused by the cocaine it's caused by the things that it's adulterated with oh because cocaine is a vasoconstrictor therefore it reduces bleeding right um this is my favorite thing that i found what it's a list of things you use to snort cocaine and apparently they're called tutors oh like a straw yeah okay so rolled up banknotes yes which is really dirty yeah. Like, don't use your $5 bill. It's well, been all over the world. That's why they say like 25% of U.S. money has cocaine on it. Oh, okay. If they do like microscopic analysis. But yeah. It's um, dirty. And that's the shit that's going to fuck up your nose, not the cocaine itself. Yeah. Um, hollowed out pens, mm-hmm. cut straws, long fingernails. These are all tutors. Oh. <laughs> do you remember The Faculty, that movie, The Faculty? Yeah. With Katie Holmes and Josh Harnett. Oh, I sure do. They used straws to snort his, like, knockoff cocaine mixture. It's like fucking Tylenol or something. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay, well, they used straws. They used straws as a tutor. Yeah. Um, Okay, so cocaine, before you uh, use your tutor Uh to insufflicate it, you you pour it onto a flat surface, Mm -hmm. and it's divided into uh, either bumps, lines, or rails. Before being insufflated. Nice. 
So a typical dose is like 35 milligrams is considered a bump. And then 100 milligrams is considered a rail. Oh. A line is somewhere in between there. Oh, okay. I just love that we f- that the Wikipedia gave me these. Right. I just was like, I need to know exactly how many milligrams is considered a bump. Some cokehead's like, this is exactly what you want. <laughs> it's some uh, fucking cokehead with Asperger's who's like very I specific. measure every hit I take. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you can inject it. And this has the fastest kickoff. Oh, I don't like that. No, no one likes that. Uh, and uh, injecting it is super dangerous because all the adulterants are getting in your bloodstream directly. Yeah. Um, and you know how when you use, like, when you consume drugs in different ways, it has a different effect. Like, when you do edibles, it's more, marijuana is more um, psychedelic than if you smoke it. Right. Well, uh Apparently, the main difference between the injection high and snorting it is that when you inject it, it causes uh, ringing in your ears or tinnitus. And so people often call, like, shots of cocaine bell ringers. Oh. According to Wikipedia. That doesn't sound fun at all. No. Um, There's also a speedball, which is when you shoot up a mix of cocaine and heroin. Yeah. Which is fun because it's, like, their negative effects outweigh each other. So you get the, like good feeling of heroin but you don't pass out or whatever but because they kind of negate each other it can mask the symptoms of overdose yeah um very dangerous and a list of people who have died from speedballs is uh john belushi chris farley mitch hedberg river phoenix and wikipedia said philip seymour hoffman but i don't know that he died of a speedball i think he died of that super powerful that shoes computer is making noise, but we're going to ignore it. Yeah, sorry. I Didn't Philip Seymour Hoffman die of that super powerful um, medicinal narcotic that they've been cutting heroin with? We talked about it on an episode. Oh. Um, I can't remember what the fuck that shit is called. Fentanyl? Fentanyl. I, I heard that I'm it was sure. fentanyl. Okay. I don't yeah. know the specifics. I, I don't know. I just know he overdosed on something. Um, and he was a great actor. Yeah, he was. May he rest in peace. Bummer. Um, so smoking crack, uh, which is when it's so to make uh, yeah, what's up with crack? Yeah, okay. So cocaine is processed with sodium bicarbonate, which is baking soda and water, and it's called crack cocaine because of the crackling sound it makes when you heat the rocks. Oh. And then when you smoke it, it's either you're smoking crack or it's called freebasing. I couldn't find a, like a difference between the two. Some things use the terms differently and some people use them as synonyms Uh so i don't really know i know when you i think when you freebase is when you have to do it out of a bong because it kicks back Uh and it can light your face on fire and i know this from richard Pryor's stand-up because he used to freebase and Mm -hmm. he set his he burned his eyebrows off um so yeah you smoke that shit you usually do it with those plastic tubes or those glass tubes that the roses are in at yeah. gas stations i guess they're called love roses but you like put it you put the crack rocks on some something copper or a brillo pad you get like some copper pipe oh or a brillo pad and then you set it on that and you hold the torch under that and then you suck the heat in through your crack pipe it's fucking complicated. Don't do it. Just don't fucking don't do it. Don't even fucking mess with it. Yeah, it's too, like, legitimately. This yeah. is why the only addiction problem I have now is really with food because, like, it's not complicated. You tear open the box and you eat the cookies. Like, I'm not having to go to Home Depot, you know what I'm saying, to get some fucking pipe to eat cookies. Um, But you can also... <laughs> <laughs> I love your cookie analogy. I mean, seriously. Um, but it's awful. And crack is like, was introduced to more impoverished communities. Yes. And it's it's the man fucking holding us down. Just, guys, the government wants you to do drugs. Yeah, they do. Because they don't want you to be aware of what's happening. So, like. And, and then they, they, they can incarcerate you. They have a reason to yes, incarcerate you. And you can't make changes because they have you. Yeah. Imprisoned and and drug the fuck out yeah so so if they keep you on drugs and imprison them for it like it's fucking just don't do drugs because it's really punk rock to to not 
Yeah. Uh, that's why the Church of Satan is very much against drug use because it basically can threaten your free will and autonomy if yes. you're in prison. So it's not they're not like obey laws because they're right or they have a reason to be there. It's like, no, the laws can be fucking bullshit. A lot of them are. But you don't want to you want to be as free as possible as an individual and like. Being incarcerated really gets in the way of that. Yeah. Um, so you can also do cocaine uh, in a suppository form uh, in either the anus or vagina. Ooh, that's fun. And it's called plugging. Oh. And it's usually administered via an oral syringe, which is a syringe without a needle. And the cocaine is mixed with water and it's just you shoot it up the puss or the butt. But that's, that's really scary. It's really hard to hold in. I don't know if you like I've had to get an enema like before you get a colonoscopy, you know, you have to you have to fast and you have to use laxatives and then you have to give yourself an enema. So you got like a clean shoot, you know, uh-huh. and the box on the enema is like, OK, squirt all this water in your asshole and then hold it in for two to three minutes before expelling. It's really hard. Yeah, I've never had to do one. Yeah. I imagine I would just shoot it right back out. Yeah, you have to just like really clench for dear life. And um, I'm so scared. Yeah. And then so those chicks who do squirter porn, total aside, speaking of pinching things in, this was a (laughs) this is a real groundbreaking thing for me when I was 19, Uh 20, working at a porn store, is that the chicks who do squirter porn, they usually aren't. It's not real squirting. It's staged. So they put they, they douche water into their vagina and then they film themselves like masturbating or whatever and then they release the water and it looks like squirting. And that's why squirter porn it's like cuz women do squirt. Yeah. Um but it's not as predictable or as controllable. So when you're doing you movies have to use special effects is what I'm saying. I feel so cheated though. And you know what? That's fucked up because sometimes I feel like maybe guys are expecting something else than what they're getting. And it's like, yeah, because that's not even possible. It's so unrealistic. Yeah. They're using special effects because guess what? Porn isn't real. No, it's not. Oh, how upsetting. Well, and that's like, I read, I know he's problematic now, uh, that porn actor James Dean, because he did some fucked up shit. Yeah. Um, He's like punching girls and shit. Yeah. Raping. I think he might have raped someone or his, was accused his, of his raping someone. Ex girlfriend Stoya, who's a writer and a porn star, she said that he raped her when they were together. That okay. he committed partner rape. Yeah. And she's a very intelligent, well spoken person. And so you tend to believe her side of the narrative. Um and so anyways, but he like once in an interview was talking about how He's like, I don't have normal sex. Like, this is like what I do on camera. It's not normal sex. It's not how sex works for normal people. I have a particular talent that I can get hard. I can stay hard. I can come on command. Like, it's not, this isn't normal for people to have it. And so he's like, so when I talk to my doctor and, you know, how often do you have sex, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, like, this is like an athlete level. It's not. I don't know. Right. You know it's the saying? same as people thinking that models are the norm. Yeah. When it's like, no, they're the exception. And also they have like all that extra treatment to make sure their skin's beautiful. Yeah. It's just don't. Yeah. So don't listen. If you don't, don't hold yourself to those standards, they're so unrealistic. Don't like, watch the 2007 squirt off. Don't think you're going to think it's going to be like normal because it's not. It's staged. Don't, you know, don't get frustrated with the way you squirt. Just I be only, patient. Love yourself. Listen, I only squirt when I think about Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Or Paul Reiser. I've never squirted okay. while thinking about Paul Reiser. Okay. I've only squirted like three times in my life. Two of them involved Jeffrey Dean Morgan. One of the times maybe involved thinking about the person I'm dating. I'm just saying it's just a supposing. Whoa. It's Crazy. a keeper. It's a keeper. Anyways. <clears throat> Uh, so physical withdrawal from cocaine. Yeah, what's that about? Not dangerous. Okay, good. It uh, causes vivid, unpleasant dreams. Uh huh. Insomnia or hypersomnia. Oh. Which is when you can't wake up. Yeah. Uh, increased appetite, psychomotor retardation, and agitation. Yeah. Um, uh, cocaine does uh, not damage tooth enamel or cause tooth decay, which is often thought. Um, but what cocaine and other stimulants do is they cause bruxism, which is tooth grinding 
and it damages mm-hmm. the enamel and it can cause gingivitis, which is inflammation of your gums. Yeah. Um, also, because stimulants, including caffeine, cause dehydration and it'll if you don't properly hydrate to compensate for that, it will throw off your oral pH and um, you get coke breath. Well, you get coke breath, which is fucking gross. Mm-hmm. And it can demineralize your teeth because it fucks up your mouth pH. Oh, okay. And so basically cocaine is bad for your teeth, but not because it's literally burning off the enamel. It's much more complicated than yeah. that. So if you are going to do coke, drink a lot of water. Um, I mean, wear a don't. night guard, but don't also don't do, don't do coke. Just don't do it. Um, it, it can also cause or increase risk of developing autoimmune or connect, connective tissue diseases. Oh, wow. So, I don't know. I, a lot of people I've spoken to, I mean, I know people who do coke very, very often, and it has uh, been very, very bad for their life. Yeah. And then every person I know who's done coke, like, once or twice is like, it's overrated. Um, someone told me today, yeah. they're like, my review of it, it's overrated. Drink two Red Bulls. Same thing. Yeah. Not that fun. Yeah. I mean, and especially, too, because if you're, like, wasted and then you do coke, oh. it's just going to keep you up beyond the point when your body would have naturally blacked out. Yeah, and you'll so keep drinking. you are blacked out yet wide awake, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, just a mixture for, like, all the worst things to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people... Bad decisions will happen when you're walking around blacked out. Yes. So just like maybe you should not. Yeah because people do it to keep drinking. I've known drunks who are like yeah I didn't even like coke but I liked drinking so much I would do coke so I could keep drinking. Which is just unfortunate. Yeah it all makes me like moderately Mm. nauseous. Yeah it's gross. Yeah it is. Um, I figured we'd be coming down firmly on the side of like don't do coke. Yeah no um I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. Um, there's like other fun things. Like I, I'd say like go do mushrooms or like ecstasy. Yeah. Before you go do coke. Yeah. Like, it just it's one of those drugs that like fucks up your brain too quickly. It's not like you only have to do it a couple times for it to have like negative neurological effects that would lead you to become addicted to it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe one day you and I should go to the science center and we'll do video of their little they have a display where it's little brains and it shows the pleasure centering center lighting up and it'll be like okay this is an addict's brain and this is a healthy brain and it's like press the button this is what a healthy brain does when it when it kisses someone and the brain you know the pleasure center lights up and then the addict brain when it kisses someone there's just like a dim like flicker Uh and so it's a really good a uh, visual interactive example of how addiction can change your brain mm-hmm. and even though when you're using the substance you feel good you're basically trading that moment of feeling good for the inability to ever feel good ever again yeah you can't love yeah. you don't love the same yeah how fucked up is that you start doing cocaine and you stop loving people as much as you used to because you just can't feel it yeah you can't feel you can't feel it when other people love you and when they try to fight to help you get better like you can't even feel that love and it's uh, your mom's hugging you and you're not giving a shit not cool bro not not cool (laughs) not cool yeah i think we're if we're a firm no on the cocaine all right um but it's interesting to learn about i did enjoy reading all the history of it I had watched like some National Geographic show about how it is smuggled into like how the plants are taken and turned into cocaine. And it's really sad because they send like little South American boys through the jungle to like meet other dealers who give them the different pieces to it. Oh, man. And then they have to like take it back to their village and they could get killed in the jungle at any moment. So it's very dangerous. It's like putting people's life at risk just to make it. But it's like you said, so many people are using it that it's like high commodity. Yeah. And that's something that's another thing to think about is when like when you are using drugs, you are contributing to these horrible crimes. Yeah. Uh, You know, these like and 
It's like, oh, yeah, well, you bring your own reusable straw everywhere, but you also use that reusable straw to do blow. Like, so, like, let's... You're killing South American boys. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you and your Prius with your reusable straw, but you're driving to your dealer's house. Like, come on. Let's all just be a little bit more responsible, yeah. huh? Grow your own drugs, man. Import coca leaves and build it in your backyard. Grow it in your backyard. Do your own acid base extraction. Yeah, get into science. How about that? I mean, that I that's why you meet some people who are into drugs. Like, there are people who yeah. are into drugs because they're, like, just burn out and they want to escape reality. But a lot of people who are into drugs are really, really smart. Because they love they're, science. They love science. They love chemistry. Like, yeah. I mean, Hamilton Morris is the perfect example of that. Everyone watched Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. Oh, okay. Uh, it was on Vice, which I don't know exists oh, anymore. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, Vice exists. Uh, well, the, whatever you channel. You can watch everything on YouTube. You can, but they I think their TV network went away. Are they not on HBO anymore? It's their no, their network network. Oh, okay. That Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia was on. They had their own TV channel. Oh. They had a deal with Mark Marin, and then the deal went defunct because is it they're not anymore. on Prime YouTube? I don't know what the fuck it's on. Or it was on their YouTube website. Red. It was on their website that you had to log in with your cable website to watch. Oh. The abbreviated episodes are available on YouTube. So we'll figure out how the fuck you can watch this shit. Yeah. But a lot of the episodes of that show are available on mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, and you can probably buy them on Apple, yeah, probably. iTunes, whatever. You I know? mean, you guys know how to use the internet. Probably better than we do. Yeah, fucking so. down. Can you We're please- your fucking aunties. What do you expect from us? Just fucking download that shit and burn me a DVD of all the episodes <laughs> and mail it to me. DM me for a mailing address and like, let's get this shit popping. I would love it if people started burning me DVDs of things they think I should watch. It was like, that would just take me back to when I was little. Every time my uncle came to visit, he'd give me a VHS and Mm -hmm. it had like the newest Disney movies on there. Oh. It's like, I got Mulan this time. Oh, shit. Mulan. I mean, up until very recently in my life, I would regularly get burnt DVDs of things. And I appreciated that. Like I had a friend who... I don't have possession of it, but he downloaded and burnt a DVD of every single Halloween episode of Roseanne, which I really wish I had because we're playing scary movies all month at my work and I would love it if we could play that. Yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. Burn (gasps) DVDs. Send them in. Yeah. I'll I'll give you guys a mailing address. Just DM me because I'm not going to put it on the pod, but like I got an address for you. You can send me shit. It's fine. It's cool. I don't get mail sent to my house anyways. I live in the hood, so everything gets sent to my work. Yeah. It'll, it'll be great. It's fine. If you also want to send me gum. Always accepting gum. Always accepting gum. I will chew it. Um, I guess that's about it. Cool. So, oh, you know, or just fan art. Oh, send us some drawings. Send us a story. Someone write us a story and we'll read it. If anyone um, sends me their address, I will do a drawing of Rhea Perlman and mail it to you. Okay. I don't know why I was thinking about that like a week ago and I totally forgot like the impetus of what formed that thought. Uh Uh-huh. But I was like, I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. I don't remember the backstory, but I was like, I will draw Rhea Perlman and mail it to a stranger. You know what? I like it. I like it. We're making moves here. <laughs> it's great. I just want to bring mail back, man. I love, I sen- love I send mail. postcards. Oh, when I was little, I would get so bummed out that I never got mail. So my mom signed me up for like three different like little kid mailing oh, lists. Oh, yeah. Like I was on like the Mickey Mouse Club mailing list and like some other ones. So like once a week I get like my highlighter magazine, yeah. my Mickey Mouse Club thing. And I felt very important. I have a little thing like I buy postcards everywhere I travel mm-hmm. and then whenever I have to go sit somewhere like getting an oil changed or whatever, any sort of situation where they go, oh, I'm so sorry about the wait. I always say no problem because I have my envelope of postcards with me and I write people postcards and I mail them. Aww. And yeah, like I'm not in California when I'm sending you my postcard from California or whatever, but it's the thought that counts. It's the thought. So, you know. I love that. People out there, try that. Yeah. Carry postcards around. And then you're never mad that you have to wait at the DMV or what the fuck ever. Yeah. Because you're, you're getting things done. Always. And then 
people think you're extra thoughtful yeah. when they get a postcard from you. They're like, wow, they really care about me. Because yeah. who, who does that? People don't do that nowadays. No, but I also use scratch and sniff stamps. And then oh I tell God. people, I go, let me know. I said, my girl down at the USPS told me that these work and they hold their scent. So I like I mailed one to a friend in Connecticut and I was like, let me know if that shit still smells because my girl at the USPS says it would and I need to make sure that we're like still cool. She's not lying to me. Yeah, that's so. amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> Scratch uh, and sniff. Oh, God. Yeah. What Ooh. an invention. Okay. I'm going to send... I'm going to send out some letters with some scratch and sniff stickers because those yeah. are the best. Yeah. Bringing it. it back. Folksy fun with Sydney DeLorean. Oh, yeah. I used to have this book that was scratch and sniff, but it was all gross smelling stuff. Oh, it's all boogers. Yeah. And yeah. Boogers, vomit, skunk. Which some people like skunk. Kind of smells good. Yeah. Don't be a hater. No, I I, I uh, listened to a thing recently where a woman didn't know what that smell was. She always loved it because... Growing up, her mom when they would drive it, her mom would I say, "Oh, I smell that." that. Too. What fuck? What the fuck show was that? I don't know, some podcast. Yeah, but yeah, she didn't know until she was in as an adult in a car with her friends and was like, "Oh man, I love that smell." And everyone's like, "Ew, you're nasty." Yeah, and she was embarrassed. She's embarrassed because she didn't know. Maybe it was a um, this American Life. No, I don't subscribe to that. Maybe oh, you Hidden don't? Brain. I don't listen to Hidden Brain. Well, we'll have to figure it out. Weird. What was it? Ooh. What podcast does she and Cindy listen to? Um, okay, so cocaine, right. don't do it, man. Yeah, please don't. It doesn't make me happy when people do it. And also just like, now that you know all the effects and whatnot, you can make an important decision to not do it. Excellent. Cool. Have a good day. Happy hump day. Bye.